All right, we are back at the Hive for another episode of Ceiling Breakers with Audra and Stacy, and we're so excited for today's guest. Yes, so today we are talking to Alicia Sanchez, and the best way I can describe her is a social entrepreneur. So this is a new new term to me in my world, and it's a person who establishes an enterprise with the aim of solving social problems and affecting social change. So when I think of social entrepreneur, I think of Alicia Sanchez. She is currently the assistant Dean of Students and the Director of Diversity at Wichita State University. She has several on-campus commitments, including being on the President's Diversity Council. And the way we met, actually, is that she is the past board chair for the Wichita Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So I was lucky enough to connect with Alicia when I first moved to town. She was on my focus group for the thread before it even became a business. I just gave the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce a call and Alicia answered and I really lucked out. So we're so excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited to be able to be here and and, and talk about what, whatever it is we're going to talk about yeah. today, right? <laughs> I did send you talking points, but it may may have been down the down the email no. a little far. No, no, I know no, how no. that yeah. is. You know, we're all, yeah. we're all summer brains. I know for yeah. sure. So yeah, we like to keep it keep it light. We've been focusing on women and leadership, so we're going to mm-hmm. kind of focus on those questions. But to start yeah. with, I want to I want to we always kind of like to start with where you tell us a little bit about yourself. I want to know a little bit about your background. Um, a little bit how, a little bit just how you got into the the world that you're in. I mean, when I think of like, if anybody is talking about diversity and inclusion, I'm going to you, right? This is that's who yeah. I'm going to. So I want to know how you got into this world. Yeah. No, excellent. So um, I think higher education and DE and I work right. I, uh, higher ed, mm-hmm. right, is something a lot of times people fall into. Um, DE and I is just a part of my fabric and who I am. So I think. It's been a combination of things. Um, so originally, I'm born in, born and raised in Hutchinson, Kansas, not far. I'm a transplant um, to Wichita, so have been in the city for eight years. Yeah, eight years. Um, so um, certainly, I'm a Wichita State alum and um, have that connection point. Um, but had an opportunity um, ten years ago to come to the university and work in undergraduate admissions, and so did some recruitment and really loved. Like my background is business and. Economics and so um, being able to work and give back to students is as a passion of mine, and, and certainly thinking about students from diverse backgrounds as well. And so, worked in undergraduate admissions, so I was able to do recruitment and also had the opportunity to work with a scholars program for Trio and Upward Bound and Gear Up. So, um, which was working with students um, low income, first generation. Um, so, being able to work with current students and prospective students. Um, and that's really where this that I like developed even more so a passion for. Um, e and I worked for the equity and inclusion work, and so um, had an opportunity to um, apply for the current role that I'm in. And really, you know, when I evaluated, I was like, okay, all these policies, the practices, the things that are happening and impacting our students that I'm working with, I needed to be quote unquote, at the table to be yeah. able to help affect change. And so um, really that's how I was able to um, land into this role and be able to look at, you know, what are the things that are happening on our campus? How do we bridge into the community to provide holistic support for students? And so a short, succinct answer, really, that's, that was just, you know, how it was, is just really looking at what was my passion and where are the decisions being made that are impacting our students. And so um, we have been able to do some great things in the last eight years in the role that I'm currently in. So um, that's just a, kind of a brief synopsis of where, where, how I got here today anyway. 
Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. So many things. Um, so yeah, I think one of the things, you know, when we talk about leadership, it's a word we use a lot these days. I think it's something that we, you know, wasn't used as much in the past, but now we, now we, it was used more, I think, in the term of the, 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 the person, the leader, mm-hmm. the person, not leadership, the process. Yeah. We know, we know it's um, all about a process with, with um, engaging lots of people and for the common good and all of that. So um, we always, we've been doing this kind of series where we're, all summer long where we're asking our guests about leadership and one of our questions is what does leadership mean to you like what is your definition of leadership yeah no and right because that just like diversity and equity burn out some of those things right all these terms mean so much just so many people um you know and and i did look through like your notes and stuff and thinking about right like okay what does leadership mean to me because i think about it it's um i think it's what I think for me, right, there's a servant leader, an inclusive leader. Um, I think it's it's all of those things. When I think about how I exercise leadership, um, being a manager and a supervisor, I think there's oftentimes an assumption that because you manage and supervise people, you're a leader. And yeah. those things are not synonymous. Um, <laughs> you can have um, a manager, supervisor, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're leading you. And so I think oftentimes people associate those things with First, that's not what it means to me, <laughs> right? I think it's it's really looking at how you help mobilize and empower people to move forward, right? I think Stacy, you said right for um, thinking about uh, the common good and mobilizing. Um, you know, I've been able to be involved with the Kansas Leadership Center um, for a long time in some of their programs, and um, you know, I think a lot of their thought processes of anyone can lead at any time certainly resonates with me, and I think about working with young professionals and with students. Um, I wanna be able to help people feel empowered to be able to make change and to move forward on something. So how do we help people the tools and the skills to be able to do that where they may not be in a position of authority or hold a title that people innately associate leadership with? And so I think really my role as a leader, when I think about it, it's like, like pouring into other people and how do they, how are they able to then make change and have the skills to be able to do that. And so I think it's looking at it a little bit differently about empowering people um, to be able to move forward. I, I have a, an awesome team here in the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. And, you know, I think about, uh, you know, how am I helping them? Because if I'm not here and I'm in a meeting or somewhere, right, like I want them to feel capable where they don't have to wait and yield to ask me as the quote unquote authority figure in our department. I want them to be able to make a decision um, and to be able to move things forward um, because I think oftentimes what happens is um, leadership and authority figures can create barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, I think of it as how do you break down those barriers really? So mm. yeah. I like I don't know. That. I, yeah. I like that too. I love, I mean, my two takeaways from what you just Mm -hmm. said is, you know, leadership is no longer a a position, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not manager equals leader. It is an action. Um, And then, you know, basing it on servant leadership and pouring into others. And I mean, is your goal to, to, to help your team become better leaders? I mean, do you see, you know, do you have a, a ton of leaders on your team? Yes, um, right, and I think, um, you know, you said it so succinctly, right, I appreciate that, and thinking about, like, with my team, um, right, because independently, yeah, we're a part of this larger team, but then there are, like, factions and subgroups and all these other different types of things that 
they're working with and they're working with students who students are looking up to them. And so, right, I do think there's a responsibility of like, how am I helping grow and groom my team to be able to lead um, and to mobilize our students that they're working with? Because oftentimes they're the the boots on the ground and the first line that are working with those students. And so how are they helping them? Um, And so I think I have to provide them the tools in their toolbox do those types of things and also leading by example I want you know all the different things around a servant leadership you know I tell my team I'm never going to ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do right so when it comes to event planning or jumping in like for you know setting up tables checking people in or, or mingling and greeting right there's so many things but uh, you know how do we make sure that we're giving back and and I, I model behavior um, that I want my team to model and also thinking about the students that they're working with or other community members as well. So I think um, those are really important skills. And so, you know, yeah, it's about giving to giving skills and helping people build their capacity. I love it. And I love when you, you can tell that you've been in uh, the nonprofit world because um, anytime you talk to somebody in nonprofit and servant leadership is always, <laughs> always the, the main definition because that's what you have to do. You have to be willing yeah. to to, you know, you might have staff to do, you know, plan the event or do that, but sometimes you have to jump in or you have to clean the toilets or you have to do whatever it is. You know, I always, I always say that running a nonprofit is a lot like running a small business. I was, I had knew nothing about starting a business, but I had had that nonprofit management background. It was like, oh, well you just do what needs to be done. And, and, but also that empowerment piece I think is so, and I don't, you know, and a lot of corporations do that, but not not everyone does that, right? And I think that's something yeah. you see more in the nonprofit world and pri- probably the higher education world as well. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah. You know, one of the things I, I briefly mentioned, right, and I think about inclusive leadership, um, certainly being a, a diversity and inclusion practitioner, um, I think that's something that right now I'm hearing a lot more leaders and organizations asking about, about you know, fostering a culture of inclusion. And how do we help um, organizations because right now that's what people are looking for. They want an environment. Um, and so, again, I think it goes back to helping people have the skill set to be able to do that, but also looking at, you know, collaboration and cultural intelligence and being curious um, and courageous um, are all things that I think are really important for leaders to help instill that, right, not just in themselves, but in their teams um, to be able to have conversations because we've. Um, we're at a point, I think, where we're um, learning to re-engage, right? We've been in a virtual environment and we've uh, engaged, and I say like with our students anyway, they have Twitter fingers. They'll, they'll go to social media to engage, but we've lost that ability to just have a, a courageous conversation face-to-face, you know, in person. And so I think that's a, a big aspect in the shift that I'm seeing with organizations talking about inclusive leadership as well. So I think that's a piece of who I am as well, too. So. Yeah, that kind of makes me think of we're kind of moving away from ego and pride being being mm. the center into curiosity, um, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're so busy and I think about this with my four year old, I've got a four year old boy and I know you've got a son, too, but he is so curious. He's always asking questions about everything. I'm like, I don't know why this <laughs> because is really technical questions yeah. I mean his mind just seems very engineering um, based but um, 
Yeah, just being curious at the heart of of being a leader. Like, that's a great, that's something that I'm not hearing as much of, but I think it's so important to just be curious as a leader. Yeah. Well, yeah, and she used the word, I like the the three C's that you had here, collaboration, curious, courageous. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are things that, you know, in the old, old world of the leader and the manager and what, you know, that just, those weren't there. Yeah, it was, I have all the answers. I, I have the plan, follow me. And if you didn't, you just had to fake it, which we still do that, right? But... It, yeah. Because you were the leader, you had to you had to know it all, and yeah. there was no yeah. where where now we can we know we learn with you know along with everyone. Yeah, or we don't have all the answers, so that's really interesting. Yeah. and is it the motto of the Office of Diversity and Inclusion? Uh, lean and in, lean into discomfort. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lean into discomfort, right? Because when when we're uncomfortable, it, that's when we're able to grow and to learn. And um, we're not used to being uncomfortable, and so right. It's. It, I think that's a big piece of how we help our campus and and even the Wichita community um, think about that, right? Because that is an important piece, especially when you think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm-hmm. um, right? Being able to lean in, but there's so many other ways that that's applicable when you think about leadership, right? I think it's just that mm-hmm. being very general about you have to lean in and and, and be uncomfortable um, to move things forward. Mm. So, I love yeah. It. So good. I love that. Ever since, yeah, yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> so what would you say some challenges you have faced as a female leader in particular, if any? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, that's a great question. So this is an hour and a half segment, right? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, right? I like to put if any, because I don't want to put that on. Yeah. On. Some women are yeah. like, I have not. I, I, I have not faced any challenges as a female yeah. leader, but most. You know, that's, yeah, uh, well, I think one of those things I've always struggled with, is it because of my gender or is it because of like other intersecting identities, right? So like mm-hmm. for me, I identify as a Latina. And so when I walk into a space, is it because of my gender or my ethnicity? And that's hard to pull those things out, right? Like, and no one wants to be put into a box based on one identity for, for sure. Um, so, you know, so it's it's tough. And then I also think like age, even though I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm 40 now, so I'm, I'm not a young professional, quote unquote. Um, but I think about like, was it because of age? And being younger um, and navigating spaces where I've always been around older people, right? So I, I, that's a tough question yeah. to answer, but I do think that all of those things play into um, right, some of the challenges that I think I've experienced because of age, gender, and ethnicity. Because um, the other day on social media, right, there's all these like memes and things and it was like you know to the women who are aggressive bossy difficult awkward i don't know if you've seen this right it's like keep being assertive keep leading keep telling the truth um and i think right like oftentimes i think okay don't you don't want to be perceived as a loud latina because people are like, oh, there she is again, yeah, right? Yeah. With cultural, right? I'm very animated. I think that's no secret as I'm <laughs> talking. Um, but so I think, you know, an example, um, there were times in several different organizations. I think before I was in higher ed, I worked in insurance and um, was working with clients and I worked in the commercial insurance aspect. So I dealt with lots of different industries and I would tell clients things and, um, you know, it was like, no, 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 no. Let me talk to, you know, the owner. Well, it's like, I'm my own independent owner, right? Like, I'm, you're talking to her. Um, and it's like, well, no, who who owns, you know, the, you know, the agency? And it's like, okay, well, you can talk to the main broker. Um, and certainly, and he would copy the email that I sent 
and send the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it was perceived like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, verbatim, mm-hmm. the information. And so, right, so it's like, okay, well, and that client was male. And so oftentimes I'm like, oh, okay, well, is it because of my gender um, or was it because of age? And so um, that's why I say like those intersecting identities sometimes have been difficult for me navigating um, being a leader. And I think so that's one thing I would say right around gender and just, you know, people taking what you're saying and taking it for truth, um, which I think is difficult um, to navigate. And then certainly um, being a mom, and I think right, like as a female anyway, right, we have lots of caregivers and parent figures that are not just female, right? But I think just in my own lived experience for me as a female, um, oftentimes, you know, it's like, well, are you sure you're going to be able to, um, you know, work long hours, do things in the evenings, do things on the weekends? And it's like, yeah, you know, but it's like, what's the culture of an organization, right? Does the culture allow me to? And Declan, my little boy, um, he comes everywhere with me, right? So it's like, you have to be comfortable. An organization has to be comfortable and foster a culture where we allow women or parents or know um parent figures be able to do that especially if you're a caregiver to a kiddo because i think oftentimes that sometimes there's a perception that well are you capable of doing these things because of an identity of being a parent and and so i think as a mom an identity salient to me that it's it's been difficult sometimes where people kind of question the capacity and my capability and my and commitment um anyway and so um, right or wrong, and you would think, right, it's 2021. <laughs> I don't, I, right? It doesn't you matter. Think. I mean, <laughs> you would see you would that, think. but yeah. So I, I, those are two things I think um, when I think about some some different challenges. Um, but I would say gender, yeah, there those are some things. But um, I also just think about age uh, too, which you know, uh, that's another thing that I think it's it comes probably up. the all the above. Really, yeah. yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, being young and being, I'm kind of a small person and being in meetings where I didn't know a lot or everyone was older. I definitely, definitely can see, looking back, definitely see that. But yeah, mm-hmm. also if, you know, but if you are speaking up as a woman, you're somehow aggressive and <laughs> difficult, yeah. difficult. Difficult, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. and then I love yeah. the mom thing. And, and knowing that a man in the same situation probably wouldn't be asked, even, I, I think even a single dad, I mean, they probably wouldn't know that, but somebody interviewing or somebody asking, well, can you work weekends? Can you work nights? I don't even think that would be a question for most men still. Yeah. Well, I have a recruiting background and one of um, a client I recruited for would scour uh, profiles of candidates I would send them to I'm trying to make sure I'm not saying too much to see if they were parents basically and Mm -hmm. it was mostly happening to the women whereas Mm -hmm. um, yeah I didn't have the same questions come up um, with the male candidates yeah so it's just one of those things that it's something it's a thing that we think about yeah you know should I mention my family yep Mm -hmm. for sure for sure, right. that's something you know. HR, you don't, you know, that's that's a, like a, a question that you don't ask. But I know even for for me at the at the brewery, like we have, um, you know, a, a bartender who's 
a mom. And so after, after she was hired and finding that out, I was like, okay, so, you know, like, let's talk about your schedule. And I'm, I'm definitely taking the kids into consideration. Like, do you have certain weeks or, you know, cause it's a lot of weekends. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, 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 but, and, and I have to think what I, would I do the same thing for if one of our guy bartenders has a kid at home and a, yeah. and a wife at yeah. home, you know, it's just like, I, I would like to think yes, that yeah. I would, yeah. but, but you know, it's just something you're yeah. thinking about that. And also a woman, you know, yeah. I'm just thinking about those mm-hmm. things. So sometimes it's not yeah. intentionally like bad or anything. Totally. I just think that's, it's just an interesting thing that we, it's good to notice that and bring that up, bring, bring light of that, yeah. especially to men in those roles where they're like, Oh, I never even thought about it that way. So because mm-hmm. the more conversations yeah. we have about things like mm-hmm. this, the more awareness that will happen, the more the culture will mm-hmm. actually just change because it's a conversation that everyone is thinking about, not just yeah. a small segment. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, such you know, stuff. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, uh, because we've been navigating in the pandemic and people had to leave, you know, the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, women had to leave the workforce at a greater rate. And then I think when you break it down and look at racial and ethnic, like Hispanic, Latinx AO women had to leave the workforce at a greater rate than anyone. And so, you know, what does that, what does that look like? And what does that mean um, and, and say about, you know, how we're, you know, how women are moving forward and, and those types of things. And so I, I do think, especially if you're a woman in leadership, a woman in leadership, you know, and I, I joke um, when we were still trying to figure out what was going to happen of like, you know, Declan being in school or, you know, or, you know, Wichita State, and then my spouse is a pilot. And so he's physically not here for chunks of time. Um, and so I said, well, Declan's going to take a gap year if he's not, <laughs> you know, and it was just like, yeah. leaving the workforce I'm just going to take a year off yeah. right and but that's easy I think sometimes for some people to do and not everyone can do that right and so it's just mm-hmm. like how do you blend our work and our life together um, because balance is is not a thing I know that, that comes so much like yeah right. Balance right. And it's, like, it's not really that's not a thing right you got to blend it together and and I also think it's been able I've been able to like help Declan see me in a different light. Um, you know, I was raised by a mom who stayed at home and that was a conscious choice my parents made um, and she didn't work. And so that's why I've been so like on the other end of the spectrum of like, oh, I'm gonna work. Uh, maybe sometimes I work too much fault, um, but also to be able to have Declan see that because I think that's an important piece of, you know, the role that I play in helping him grow to see that there are different types of women and the role that we play um, they're all important to just different for different circumstances and personalities and, and situations. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, a conscious choice because I mean, stay at home moms can also be women in leadership. I mean, they're yes. definitely women in leadership oh, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure, sure, without a doubt. Yeah. So I, yeah. I like how you say it. it's just a, it's a conscious choice, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. your parents were privileged to make and, and, and some people are also yeah. privileged to make. Yeah. So on that note, what in what ways is being a woman a superpower in leadership? <laughs> well, it's like, ooh, that, that's, I'm like, ooh, let's see here. What's the best way to, I, I feel like, right, I am, may not do it well, but I feel like we can multitask. And right, there's a lot of science and research out there. It's like, is multitasking like the right thing? And sometimes you do have to unitask um, but right, I think we also have the ability, I'll never forget, again, I'm like, even though I'm trying to think about not the pandemic, but it's hard to like yeah. navigate out of being, you know, at stay at home and during that time frame. 
of me being in a Zoom meeting, cooking breakfast for Declan, and he was doing homework, right? Like, you, we just have to do it, right? Like, stuff has to get done. And, and, and I think, like, oftentimes, and my, my wonderful husband, when he's home, right, he's not flying, so he's home. But for him to cook and help Declan with schoolwork, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is too much what's happening, right? Yeah. And so I laugh because I'm like, oh, boo-boo. Like, I got this, this, and this going on, right? And maybe that's just my wonderful spouse. Um, but I think oftentimes as a, as a female, right, it's like, okay, we're, we're doing all these things because, right, they're, we're, we're capable um, and it's sometimes it's out of necessity to keep things moving, right? That's why I said work-life blend, like all those things blending together um, where it's like, okay, Declan, we're going to an event tonight. So um, bring your homework and, you know, <laughs> pack a lunch or your dinner and, you know, we're going to make it happen um, anyway. And so I think that's something like when you think about being a female and, and a superpower, it's, it's the ability to like make things happen. Um, sometimes, you know, juggling thing, multiple things at one time. So I, I don't know what superpower you would call that. <laughs> like Just capacity. I think yeah, your capacity yeah. is your superpower. You're like Sorry. a plate spinner. <laughs> is your yeah. superpower? Yeah, <laughs> lots of multiple things going on. Yes. And that's inspiring yeah. to me as a mom of younger kids. I mean, Declan's. I mean, school age. So he's how old yeah. is he? He's eight. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah. as a mom of younger kids, I'm like, yes, I want to bring my kids to see me work, to see me do some things. I mean, not all the time. And right now at yeah. ages four and two, that's more challenging. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I'm just so inspired by by seeing just mom. And like Sarah Lopez is another one, bringing, bringing your kids around your work. I just love mm-hmm. that so much. I was speaking on the... Um, in, um, Mark, uh, yeah, the Empower Her. Yes. Yeah. Marquita Atkins. Her event, mm-hmm. Empower Her Luncheon. And there was a shop owner there who brought in her little infant. And she was the only baby in the room, obviously. But I was like, good for you for making the time to come with with your baby because you yeah. couldn't yeah. do it another yeah. way. And yeah. I was just like, thank you for bringing her. Thank you for coming. I just, that's inspiring to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, again, like lots of things. Like we have to normalize that right, again, right, time, place, and space of bringing a little kiddo uh, and the age and all those other different things. But we have to normalize where, you know, it's not odd. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in meetings where I brought Declan, even though he's sitting in a corner with headphones on, like, oh, you couldn't find a babysitter? Well, no, I could have found a babysitter if I wanted to. I didn't want to. I wanted to bring him along, right? So it's just like, it's just interesting. And, and it's our bias because we're not used to seeing kiddos. Um, but right, like you said, you know, thinking about Sarah Lopez, uh, you know, Vice Mayor Johnson, you know, Danielle and Brandon, you know, certainly, you know, the kiddos are coming with them. And if we want young, not just young you know, professionals, but if we want people and females oftentimes um, to be able to be in spaces, you know, it's like, all right, you got the kids with <laughs> with you too. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is a, it is a balance. And so, I think um, love that your analogy, Stacey, of like the, the plate thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. And like, I'm like, I can see, you know, mom meeting, yeah. you know, chair, you know, all these titles and roles and things that that women can play. Um, and they're all spinning around, yeah. right? And it's like, okay. Can't let can't one drop fall. Them. Yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. drop them. Or if one has to drop, yeah. make sure it's not the most important one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or sometimes, oh, yeah, sometimes you know, that's that's tough too to let things go. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for for some of us. Um, okay, so I know we could talk forever. We're kind of wrapping up on our time. 
What what advice would you give to whether it's a young woman wanting to go into higher education or any type of leadership role, especially a Latina woman? What advice would you give? Yeah, Um, I would say um, right. Be intentional with what you say yes to. Right. We were talking earlier about the ability to say no. um, Right. I think. There's a couple of things when you're when you're young and you have the capacity to do things, say yes to as many things as you possibly can to get those diverse experiences, you know, because I think oftentimes we it's tough to navigate different industries. Right. So, you know, how do you get an experience and, um, you know, serving on a board or volunteering for an event or even thinking about like finance or, you know, working with a budget? Um, because if you want to go into leadership, a lot of times what you're doing is you're strategic planning, you're working with a budget, um, you know, you're managing people, you're doing, um, you know, evaluations, those types of things. And uh, and as you move up, right, no one's really teaching you those things. Uh, and so how do you say yes to, you know, yes, I want to serve on this um, event. And so being able to add to your resume, I think when you have the capacity to do that, uh, and that's where I've been fortunate to be able to gain some of these other like transferable skills. So what are the transferable skills that you can gain, um, I would say. And then certainly thinking about, um, right, I, I have finally had to come to, okay, what are, what is it that I am passionate about? And does the ask that someone is, is making, does it align with my passion, right? You can't say yes to everything and do all things because you're going to be stretched too thin, right? So it's like it's that balance of say yes, get all these transferable skills, but then also being able to assess you know, what are those real things that you want to um, do? So, you know, for me, I know, you know, community involvement and um, I get asked like, oh, can you serve on this board for X, Y, or Z? Well, does it fit with what I'm trying to accomplish? Like my own platform, if you will, my own personal platform, Um, because I could, I could be on a hundred different boards, but I'm not going to be effective. Um, And I also want some me time, right? I think that's something that I finally have learned that, it's okay to sit, um, you know, in a hammock and read a book for fun. <laughs> um, that, that's enjoyable. And, you know, for a long time, I never had the space to be able to just be for a little bit. Even if it is only 30 minutes, um, I think that's really important to be able to be very mindful and conscious um, of, you know, what it is that you are saying yes to. And even if you don't have a personal platform per se, um, you know, what is it that is going to help fill your cup? Um, help you give back. So I think that's some different nuggets that I would offer. Yes. I love that. I love for the for the younger female leaders, get involved in everything you can while yeah. you can. And mm-hmm. then once your commitments mm-hmm. grow, whether that be through starting a business or your family or what, what for whatever yeah. reason, per, practice discernment, you know, and yeah. what you're saying yes to based on what's going to serve your personal platform and passion best. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. It. We're going to be quoting you throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the week. I'm, like, I'm, oh writing down, I'm writing down the quotes and we'll go back and, and listen. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's just, we, I, I, I'm kind of going through that now where I said yes to everything and now I'm trying to go back and, and I'm sort of like kicking myself that I got out of a lot of things during the pandemic. It was, um, or the, you know, during the early, we're still in a pandemic, but the early stages um, with the shutdowns and not being able to have meetings and everybody to kind of be paralyzed for a minute. Like before we're like, I don't know, I don't know where zoom came from. I never used zoom before, but we all started <laughs> using zoom. We all figured it out, yeah. but it was like, it was a, it was a chance to kind of step away 
um, from some things. And so I did that. But then missing a lot of those connections started saying yes again once Mm -hmm. things started. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so now I need to, now I really need to step back and say, okay, what's really, what do I really want to continue with? What's, what's going to be the best use of my time? Um, And it might not always be like the, your favorite thing. It might not always be just because you like the group of people you're with or it might mm-hmm. not, that's, that might not, sometimes you have to, to give that opportunity to somebody else. And I've been thinking about that a lot with boards because you don't serve on a board forever. And once your time, you know, sometimes you can, can mm-hmm. stay longer, but you want to have that opportunity when there's only so many slots available. You want to have that opportunity, you know, give that opportunity to somebody else. So, I love that. Yeah. That's a great way of thinking of mm-hmm. it, of just mm-hmm. you're releasing your commitment so that someone with a fresh mm-hmm. perspective can come in and, and take that opportunity. Or maybe yeah. a better better fit even, yeah. you know, for yeah. what. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, there's, no, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I found that um, one of the things that I've become, again, like consciousness has been like my word for 2020, <laughs> like, right, just those types of things. If I turn around and hand the baton and there's no one behind me, am I really doing what I need to do as a leader? Am I preparing and grooming other future leaders? And so when I get asked for something, it's like, oh, can you serve on this? And it's like, no, but let me give you three to five other names that can, you know, help support you or connect you. So, you know, what's my role in helping other people connect? And so looking behind, because I think that's an important role for me when I think about, you know, being a leader is like making sure that there are people that are, you know, prepared um, and, and to, you know, to move in those spaces, right? It's like, I can't do this, but here are three other people who are more than capable. Um, and so I, I, I certainly feel a, a responsibility of making sure that, right, there's ethnic and racial um, diversity and gender diversity and, and age, right? I think those are the three things um, when we think about, you know, boards and things like that especially in Wichita because there's so many um, ways for people to engage yeah yeah that's a great point so good well it's so good to chat with you and so excited for what you're doing and I'm always always looking to see what you're doing next it's just it's always fun following you (laughs) yeah I was trying to remember I was trying to remember when we first met I don't remember exactly you know I don't either I don't know (laughs) I you know it's it's it's, (laughs) I know. I just like sometimes I can remember, and then other times I'm like, because I tell people I'm like, yeah, I've only been in the city for eight years, and they're like, you're not from here, no. I know. You know? So they it's just like, assume, yeah, you just, you, yeah. You just never know. But I'm glad our paths have crossed, yes. and we've been able to engage <laughs> and stuff. So no, it's been awesome. We so, probably just know. saw each other at all the things that yeah, we were involved with, yeah. probably. So oh, because we, we said yes, much. yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. Well, mm-hmm. we're thankful you said yes to this. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank well, you for awesome. saying no. yes to this. And of so, um, yeah, so we'll be sharing this and um, we'll be sharing some quotes and because um, we got some good ones, my little scribble here. And yeah, I just can't wait to see what's next for you. And just thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah no, not a problem. Yeah. I know. I'm like, the, the once I get the dissertation and my doctorate, and I'm like, okay, then I can write. Check next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You That's are great. Yeah, you're. I don't want to say the B, the B word. You're. I don't want to say busy, but no. you are um, impressive. Yes, that yeah. is a good. I just keep saying yes. yes. <laughs> I'm not doing that on purpose, but that's just, (laughs) impressive is a good word. It is. And we're so excited for you and you've accomplished so many things. So when we think of women in leadership Mm -hmm. um, and just, and just 
great example. Great examples of leadership. We definitely yeah. think of Alicia Sanchez. So yes, yeah. thank awesome. you. And yeah, no, thank you both. I really appreciate yeah. the opportunity. Our discussion it was fun. So yeah. I'm glad I was able to engage in such a great conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to everybody soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.